Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Smack Talk Live. Fresh off the hills of the Elimination Chamber match. Uh, the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, which quite frankly, Tony, and we haven't talked about this, surprised me. Way better than I thought. There were a couple booking mistakes that I wasn't very happy with. But overall, I was thrilled with how this pay-per-view went. I thought this show was very much the tale of two halves. The first half of the show, I was not uh, into, and it didn't look like things were... Uh, gonna, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think it was gonna be a very good show, and it looked like it was uh, gonna kind of suck overall tonight. But then, man, after the first few matches got out of the way, and there was some really, like you said, some really bad decisions and some, uh, some really things, some things that I really didn't like early on. But then things got really good, so it saved itself in the end. All right, let's start from the top and get to the bottom, and we'll also talk about our predictions. Uh, the match that nobody watched, Mojo Riley versus whoever. Uh, Mojo won. We <laughs> both predicted it, so we were one for one right there. Uh, yep, I, I didn't, didn't even w- see it. That's the I know he won until you just said that. I, I'll tell you what. I I was watching. Uh, what what's the the original show uh, over the road or on the road uh, that they do now? The road trip, or yeah, when they the where they drive together. Yeah, I was I was watching that up until the very start. I thought I'm not watching the the pre show always sucks. Yeah, yeah. The tip usually the only way I watch a pre show is if I'm watching the whole program late and I'm fast forwarding through it, and I can just go and watch the last couple minutes of whatever the pre show match is to see how it went. But yeah. I cannot sit through and watch the whole pre-show. It's just it's just impossible to sit and watch. Becky Lynch, Mickey James surprised me. That was a very good match that had uh, Becky going over. As as I predicted, I had Becky, you had James, and uh, James controlled most of this match, and she looked really strong here. I, I was very impressed. I, I liked the booking. I liked the match. I I, I liked the pace. It, it was a good opening card match. Yeah, I agree. I didn't have any problems with this match. Um, I picked Mickey James, but I don't mind that she lost because she looks strong. They both look strong. I was just watching a little bit of uh, Talking Smack right before we connected here, mm-hmm. and they had Mickey James and Becky Lynch, or M- Mickey James and Alexa Bliss on to start. Uh, the the talking smack show and mickey james was very much like whatever she got lucky it's no big deal like she's playing it off pretty well she's reminding people that she beat her up for most of the match and she got lucky and she's not taking it It, i kind of like the way she's reacting to this loss she's acting like you guys saw it i beat her up i was the better person tonight 
And just because she got a lucky pinfall against me doesn't mean um, doesn't mean anything. So it was it was pretty good. So I, I like the way they did that because it was they were going to be in a tough position there because. Becky Lynch needs a win, and she needs a big win. She needed a big win really badly, and but then again, Mickey James, you know, her first match on the on the her first big match at least on the on the main roster, and uh, you know it's tough to to make her lose that match and and still have credibility. But it looks like uh, they're going to be able to pull that off. They they found a way. I I liked it. I think this was a blow off match, and they'll both probably end up going their separate ways. I, I I don't know where you go continuing on with these two. I think that's it, and they'll both start to kind of venture away from each other. I would say that too if I but I don't know that none of them have anywhere to go because as we'll as we'll talk about in the in the match, all the other women, uh, all the other feuds are continuing. So I don't know where the only reason I think it might continue is because they don't there's nowhere else to go. Unless Becky somehow starts a program with Carmella, but I don't know why that would happen. And that, what a disaster. What a hot mess that was all night with the Carmella thing. But oh, um, they, anyway, so, yeah, we can we can move on. But yeah, I don't I disagree with you. I don't think it's the end of of uh, Becky and Mickey. Uh, Kalisto and Apollo Cruz takes on Dolph Ziggler. Of, of course they won, but then Dolph just goes over and just destroys them both. And I thought it was going to be uh, a very quick match because, you know, uh, Cruz and Kalisto come out first and Cruz comes out and then Kalisto comes out and boom, as Kalisto's, you know, hitting the ramp, Dolph attacks one of them, which we kind of knew that was going to happen. Isolate, separate, conquer. And, but, you know, Apollo Cruz came over big. Uh, you know, Kalisto finally makes his way to the match. I think it was like the five or six minute mark. Uh, they, they, you know, dispatched Dolph pretty quickly, but then, you know, after the match, you're celebrating. Dolph takes out Kalisto, and then uh, he breaks Apollo Cruz's leg. Uh, was it leg or shin or ankle? Uh, ankle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, ick, uh, Broke it twice. Yeah. I, I hope. I. I hope we're done with this. I. I hope. I. I can't see us being done. I mean, when you break someone's ankle, they're going to be off TV for a while and come back. And you know, I, I'm done with Kalisto and Dolph Ziggler. I don't want to see this again. I don't want to see this anymore. Do something with Dolph. Do, either have him job to somebody else or just do something with him. But I'm done with this. I amen to everything you just said. Um, there's really no reason for me to to say much more. I just. This match was fine, I guess, as from a performance standpoint, but it's just a it's it's a feud I don't care about. It's a storyline I don't care about. I just I I just can't get invested in what's happening no. there, and it's it's hurting everyone involved. And let's let's hope that uh, that that can get better. Speaking of hurting everybody involved, let's talk about the tag team turmoil match. Oh, um, terrible. You know, it started okay. I was, I said, oh, all right, cool. It, it, let's see. It started with uh, Heath Slater, Rhino, and uh, was it? I think it was Breeze and Fandango were first. Uh, of course, you know, Rhino and Heath go over there. Then uh, Heath and Rhino go over the Vod villains, and then you start to get that feeling of, hmm, this this could be it. Then the Usos come out. And by the way, in our pre-show, we were wrong because they were coming out one at a time. 
I, we thought they'd all yeah. be in the ring, which would have made for a more exciting match. This was just plain stupid, the, the booking uh, of how they did this. <laughs> but but then the Usos come out, and boy, you know, I said this before, and I, I'm going to continue to say this, and they were my pick to win this match. They looked great. They just went, they went over on Slater and Rhino. They were kind of the, the bright spot of this whole match, just just the way they did that. So they go over on Rhino. They go over, or then they lose to the American Alphas, and then they just decimate them. I, wait, didn't they? They beat somebody else too, didn't they? No. They, well, no. Well, they eliminated Slater and Rhino, yeah. and, and then, then they, and then American Alpha came out, and that's they they, they when, lose to American Alpha. Yeah, they lose to American Alpha, and then just decimate them, just lay them to waste. Now, here's here's my big major flaw with what happened. You you just decimate them. Then you nonchalantly go walking back. You bump shoulders with the Ascension. Now, I think everybody right now is thinking, there's no way on earth the Ascension lose. I mean, after what we just witnessed, there's no way the Ascension can blow this. And I was kind of hoping that the Usos would take out the Ascension. They'd, they'd turn them around and just beat them up there. And you make, you, you protect the tag team belts. You protect the Ascension. You make the Usos look strong as hell because they just laid waste to two tag teams. You don't do that. You don't do any of that. You know what you do, Tony? You say, all right, Ascension, get in there. And they job. I mean, they essentially <laughs> job to the American Alpha. I, the the Alphas, nothing left yep. in the tank. All of a sudden, they fight back, and it was like four moves, and boom, the Ascension lose. It was stupid. This match didn't do anything for anybody. It didn't. It all it did was hurt people, and it helped no one. No one. The vaudevillains. The vaudevillains are. They are just straight jobbers. They, there's, yeah. they are just straight up jobbers. And you know what? If that's if that's what they are, then that's fine. The world needs jobbers. But quit acting like, quit putting them in matches where they have a chance to win titles or they have a chance to become number one contenders. Or you have, quit acting like they're something when they're nothing because they are nothing. Same thing with with uh, Brizongo. Same thing with the Ascension. The SmackDown tag team division, it has, it, 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 there's nothing happening. There's no story. There's no feud. There's no creative. There's, there's nothing to watch. It's terrible. And this tonight, it just, it just was so, all of that was so apparent. Uh, I could have, I, I thought it was so predictable. I, as it was happening, you you go okay. You know they still want to keep Slater and Rhino. It's sort of relevant. Uh, they don't want to turn them into yeah. They want to keep them sort of relevant. Have them be kind of a stepping stone for whoever you know whatever heel team is going to go over you know eventually. So you got to keep them kind of strong. So send out the two job teams and let them beat them first. Then the Usos come out. You know. They look good by beating um, 
uh, uh, Sl Slater and Rhino, you know, so they look really good. And then the tag team champions come out, the American Alpha comes out, and uh, the Usos, even though they lose, they beat them up, so they still look really good. Then run out the last job team, the Ascension, and make it look like the uh, champions overcame the odds by some miracle you know, after getting beat up by the Usos. Now, not because I picked them, because I picked them for all the wrong reasons, because I picked them because I thought they were just going to try to hot shot a storyline and get some attention on the um, tag team division. So yesterday on our show, I picked the Ascension, just be but, but not because I am a fan of the Ascension or I think the Ascension deserves it or I think they look... I just thought WWE was going to do something ridiculous to create a, out of you know just hot shot some attention on the division and i thought for a second that's exactly what they're going to do ascension's going to walk out they're going to hit their finisher they're going to win the tag team titles they'll lose them pretty quickly uh but it'll be this you know thing but it, it, at least there's at least that happens there's a story there's something going on there's something to talk about but no, <laughs> they hit their finisher and they still can't get the job done. Ah. So how do you ever think the Ascension could ever win again? I mean, that just burial of the Ascension, the Vaudevillains and Brizongo. I mean, it's just like the, the ta that ta whole division is just so it, it, it has no direction right now. And it was so obvious in that match tonight. Do you, but do you see now why I picked the Usos? Because, man, they are probably the best-looking tag team in this division right now. They are just the the look, the attitude, everything. They're, they're the total package tag team right now. And I really felt like they were going to walk out with the belts. And they didn't, but they walked out looking pretty strong. Yeah, I mean, I understand why you took them. I didn't think, though, that they would go over... Um, just because I thought it would, I just figured it would be either something crazy or the boring uh, title retention that we got. And, so, and here's another problem on incomplete storytelling, which SmackDown's not very known for, but it, it happened for this pay per view and it was rushed. How do we? How did they come up with who comes out first, second, third, and fourth? It, same thing in the elimination chamber. A very I, I know the Elimination Chamber is supposed to be by chance, but the, the, the tag team match, right. there, there should there had to have been some sort of reasoning like, you know, let's take take your one best player, you know, your, your one best partner, you throw him into a battle royal, and whoever's left comes out last. Whoever was the first one to get thrown out comes out first. That's how I would have done that. Yeah, it, it, no no explanation given on why the teams came out when they did. I, I just, everything about it was terrible. And this is where we're talking about. So, you know, you got that match um, on the heels of a match before it that wasn't that great. And now you're starting to think, oh boy, tonight is not looking like it's going to be a good night. Then things turned around. The, the Nikki Bella Na, uh, Natalia match phenomenal i i think we even said this had the makings of probably being one of the matches of the nights yesterday when we recorded our preview you said that i, I didn't say that but it you know what? it wasn't the match of the night but it was up there for me it was great other than the ending 
which I would like to have seen one or the other go over clean. Uh, I get why you can't if you're going to continue the storyline going forward. And I think the double count out proves the, what I said on the pre-show, which it didn't hear, which is a, I'll, I'll say it, which is a rumor buster. I, I, I know somebody who used to produce the Miz's radio show. The Miz told them there's no way in WrestleMania is it going to be a mixed tag team match with John Cena. And I think this right here proves it because Nikki Bella and, and Natalia will continue this feud on to WrestleMania, whether it's on the main card, which I guess it's going to have to be if this is going to be her swan song. But I think this proves that we're not getting a mixed tag team match. I don't think it's going to be Nikki Bella's swan song. I don't think she's going to retire. She may go into more part-time work, but, uh, you know, I I agree with – I was I was surprised. I – I sort of mocked you yesterday when you when you were as excited as you were about this feud and this match, and I have to admit that the match was way better than I thought it was going to be. Um, it was a really good match. I, I wouldn't say it was phenomenal, but it was a really good match, and it was ruined by the ending. You can have... You can have one of them win and continue the feud. So you don't have to uh, do that to keep it from, uh, you know, to, to, to keep the it compelling and to keep the story going. You don't have to have a double count out. And I will say this, though. Did you notice that Nikki Bella in the back during the interview segment after the match crashed into Maurice Mm-hmm. And covered her in makeup. So, for all the people out there that are thinking that that WrestleMania match could still happen, they all went, see? See? Mm-hmm. She just crashed Maurice. That's going to start a feud. That's going to, you know, and they're on, the, they're on the road to WrestleMania. Boy, that's a pretty weak way to put it together. I Look, I get it. But, man, uh, God, I'm just going to say the interview segment was great. I... I, I like where this feud is going. I know you're not a big fan, but I like where this feud is going. I'm a bigger fan now. I'm a bigger fan now than I was going into tonight because they put on a pretty good match, and I wouldn't mind seeing that again. I just hope that they. I just hope that they make the the story. I hope. I, I hope they can keep the story compelling because they can obviously go in the ring. Yes. Uh, let's move on. Randy Orton, Luke Harper. I thought this was another great match. Now, mm-hmm. before we get into any problems with this match, which I didn't have any, I think my main problem with this match is the the picture of my text I sent you, which kind of fed into this. Dear WWE audiences, I don't need you to tell me that this is awesome, and I don't need you to tell <laughs> me that you deserve it. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm done. I don't need it. I, I now we'll we'll talk about the I deserve it thing here in a second. But but they chanted this is awesome during Luke Harper and Randy Orton, which was a great match. It was I don't think I could have had too many problems with it. Uh but you know, the chant this is awesome, we get it. I'm watching it with you. You don't have to tell me. And I think they overused the this is awesome chant. I th- to me, now this is awesome. Chant is is done. When it's a great match, it's well deserved. I'm okay with it, but yeah, I don't need to hear it once a pay per view. 
this was the match that I said on the, our preview show yesterday that I thought could be match of the night. And it, I, I mean, it maybe, maybe it was, it was really close. Uh, they put on the great match that I thought they would. This is, this is a, a rare, um, uh, a, a rare time when something can be predictable yet still really good because it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. It was a great match. Luke Harper looked, comes out of it looking better and stronger than he did going in, even though he lost. And both guys benefited from it because they both put on such a great show. It's ex- it, it's everything I f- predicted it would be yesterday, and I'm not saying that to to brag because I missed a whole bunch of, of matches too, but I, it just is. It, it's it's exactly what I hoped it was going to be. I thought Luke Harper looked great. Randy Orton is obviously great. He can put on such a such a great match um, when he's in when he's at his uh, on his game and. I liked everything about it. I liked. I, I liked. Uh, I liked it. I. I thought it was. You know, it did what it needed to do for Randy. It needed. It did what it needed to do for, for Luke. And they put on a great match. On the this is awesome chant. I am. I'm half with you. I'm with you on the you deserve it, which we'll talk about in a minute. But I don't mind the this is awesome chant because I think it means a lot to the wrestlers. When you hear the performers do interviews and they talk about the This Is Awesome chant, I, I, I think that it means a lot to them to hear that. And we've both been in front of audiences before uh, on stage, mm-hmm. and there's, there's, there's just something that when, when the crowd is responding to, to you, reacting to you positively, it... it it's uh, it's hard to explain that feeling, but it just it just makes everything so much better, and you really feel the you really have a lot of appreciation for them enjoying what you're doing. So, and let now if they start if we get to a point where we're chanting "This is awesome" in every freaking match, then I'm with you. But if they do it one or two matches a night. Uh, or one or two matches per pay-per-view or per card, um, and they do it at the right time. I mean, that was probably the best match of the night. So if it gets the This Is Awesome champ for the night, then I don't have too much of a problem with it. Uh, but we'll get into the other, the You Deserve It, particularly tonight's You Deserve It, was just a chant, just a chant something, and it was ridiculous. And by the way, the Randy Orton Luke Harper match went 17 solid minutes. I mean, it was solid minutes. Yeah, it was great. It was stiff. Oh, it was stiff. They looked great. Oh. They just put on a great show. And and I knew they could. I knew they could. Those two guys can go. And I, I just Luke Harper just. He, he moved up a level tonight, even in, in defeat. He looked great. He abused at times, Randy Orton, and I kept thinking, oh, man, I remember what happened to Mr. Kennedy. Back it down. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, I think this is a different Randy Orton, though. I don't think he takes things quite as personally these days. Those super kicks, man. Woo! Those super kicks at the end of the match. Goodness, back, those are back stiff. Back-to-back super kicks. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. They were stiff. And just some of the punches, just some of the mm-hmm. just some of the straight up punches were stiff. It was a great match. Great match. Let's move on to the Naomi Alexa Bliss match, which only lasted eight minutes. Uh Naomi goes over Terrible. Wins the belt, by the way. It to to they didn't do a good job of building her up, of selling her on being a legitimate contender here. And they didn't even do a good job of selling her to be the underdog. I, I just, I didn't feel anything towards this match. It, it was pointless to me. Uh, you know, I, I thought it was a slam dunk that Alexa Bliss walks out with it. I, I was wrong. You were wrong. Mm-hmm. I thought so too. I, I, what I said yesterday on the preview show is what I will stick with today. I said that they wouldn't put the belt on Naomi because there's been no story. There's been no chase. And it, it, particularly if you're going to make somebody a first time champion, make it compelling. Give me a reason to be pulling for this person. She's been cheated out of it or she's worked hard to get to this point. She just seemed to just kind of get a match for no real reason. She pinned the champion in a tag team match or something. I don't even, I mean, you know, or whatever, beat her in a non-title match. So she gets, she gets this title match for no real reason and wins it on her first, on her first chance. I mean, like there was, there was no, there was no build. They could have done so much more. If you want to give the belt to Naomi, I have no problem with that. Naomi's a capable champion. But there's, but let's give me a reason to really be pulling for, her and give me a reason to want to watch her win. That was just like let's hand her the belt. I always think when that kind of thing happens, there must be some. It must be in her contract or something that she has to be the champion before the end of February. Otherwise, uh, WWE is in breach. Like I, I can't ever. Like why would you just? do that why would you just give her the title for no reason out of nowhere it just doesn't make any sense to me i there's no way that you could that the the person the creative writer that wrote that storyline could sit down and convince me that that was the right way to do it because it's it wasn't i get that wrestlemania is in her hometown this year and you want her to go there and represent but but to me uh she should go there as a chasing champion, have a WrestleMania moment by winning it, not winning it. Yeah. But, but she's going to go there with it and there's a good chance she could drop it. I I don't, I don't think she's going to go there with it. I think she's going to lose before WrestleMania. Oh man. That would be, that would be kind of tragic. If you're trying to set, unless she gets cheated out of it and has a, you know, and she's going back after it, I could, I could buy it, have her chase it and a couple chances and, you know the the miracle WrestleMania match, and then she has her moment again. I, I'm okay with that, but now you have to you have to build it up and sell me that she's the emotional you know the emotional choice to go in and win. Here's here's why they screwed up. No matter what they do now, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be the wrong decision. They the very at the very beginning when I was telling you about talking smack. Uh, Daniel Bryan made mention to giving Alexa her rematch in two weeks on SmackDown. So in two weeks on SmackDown, Alexa will be fighting for that championship again. If they give it to Alexa, 
that's bad because now they're just doing the back and forth title thing, which is what I hated so much about the completely over inflated, not nearly as good as everybody thinks it was Charlotte Sasha uh, feud last year. And they start doing that and that's just bad. If they decide to do what they always do to everybody and make them lose in their hometown, that's stupid too. So if she does take it to WrestleMania and loses it at WrestleMania, that's dumb. And if she, even if they just decide she's going to be the champion for a while, there's why would why is anybody invested in rooting for her as champion? I think more people are going to be cheering for Alexa to get it back because she's a more developed character that people are into. And you didn't do that with Naomi, and you could. There's there's plenty to work with 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 Naomi. It, it, it they just didn't do it, and. It, I just the whole thing. I just I just shake my head at. It. I I don't understand. They they it could have been something really cool, and it seems like they just jumped the gun for uh, for reasons I will never understand, and made a potentially good situation into a who cares situation. Now let's talk what we all came here to listen to. Uh, you know, aren't you gonna? Aren't you gonna say something about the "you deserve it" chant? Oh yes, thank you, thank you. Stupid! <laughs> that she doesn't deserve it. This is what their first time holding the belt, and she's been around for what three, four, five years. She, she's, she's. Which been- is the only reason they chanted "you deserve it" is because it was her first time winning the belt, and. It's the wrestling fan thing to do. You don't deserve it. It's the wrestling it. fan thing to do to chant you deserve it when somebody wins or something for the first time or uh, gets some, you know, some honor, you know, bestowed upon them. Then let's chant you deserve it. Uh, you know, just like thank you, whoever, you know, when when somebody's walking away, it's the it's the it's the thing to do. So let's do it. it but if, yeah, if, it was it was the most pointless. You deserve it chant I've ever seen. If there was a you deserve it chant, it should have happened a few minutes later in the episode. That's all I'm saying. They they mistimed and gave the wrong person. The you deserve it chant. Yeah, I agree. So but stop chanting it. Just stop. Just Enjoy the moment. Cheer loud if you're happy, but don't tell me. I know she deserves it. I'm sitting there watching. I I followed her from being a cheerleader, you know. It, right. I, I, for for Brodus Clay. Yeah, yeah. I get it, and I'm I'm okay with it. I'm I'm glad that she won. I'm not mad. I'm shocked. I'm not mad, but don't tell me that she deserves it when she gets a paycheck and it's wrestling. <laughs> It's not like she. Yeah, I, I'm not that. I I agree with you that this was a dumb one. But again, the t- there are times for it. Just like this is awesome. There's times for this is awesome. I was fine with that with Orton and and um and Luke Harper today. Now, like I said, if they're chanting it all the time, every time somebody comes off the top rope, and now we're going to start chanting, chanting "This is awesome," that's ridiculous. But a perfect example. If say Bailey wins. The, the title at WrestleMania and they continue. She gets cheated out of it again at fast. She gets, she gets cheated out of another title uh, shot at fast lane. And she's, you know, she's been chasing this title and getting cheated out of it for months and months. And she wins it at WrestleMania and you want to chant, 
you deserve it, fine. You want to chant, you deserve it when Daniel Bryan wins at WrestleMania after his long saga to try to win the title, fine. Tonight, nobody, after eight minutes of a C-plus match, um, a, a title change that nobody saw coming or cared about, or or most of the people in the building probably would have preferred not even happen just to chant you deserve it because that's what we're quote unquote supposed to do that's the wrestling fan thing to do is is dumb yeah let's move on i'm done talking about it and by the way <laughs> you know right. and before we you know get to this i guess we should say two things about the Carmella, you know, segments. They had somehow, oh, yeah. Somehow they got a, a skybox, which didn't look like a skybox. And they sat up there, and after every woman's match, they stuck a microphone in her face and said, what do you think about this? And she was snooty and kind of gave, you know, Ellsworth the, the, the stink eye, and that's it. It was pointless. I don't care what she thinks. Uh, yeah, it was dumb. I this is just dumb. I, I just you know you're paying James Ellsworth, so you got to give him something to do. But I would rather just pay him to do nothing than yeah. take up the time doing this stuff. This was ridiculous. They had these two sitting in a like you said, quote unquote, skybox, sitting next to each other, eating popcorn. James Ellsworth is dressed in all the clothes that Carmella bought him. And she, they would ask her what she thought, and whatever she said, he would just repeat. Um, you know, because he thought, because you could tell that he's thinking, you know, do whatever she does or say whatever she says, because you know that's that'll keep me with her. It was just gall. It was god awful. Um, that's just that's just not fun to look at. That's not good comedy, Vince. That's not good wrestling comedy. No. It was bad. All right, let's move on to the Elimination Chamber itself, which was a new design. I didn't like it all that much. I It, it still looked a little of the same, but, you know, uh, the outside mats, there were mats down that looked like, and it wasn't the metal grates that it used to be. Uh, I think that took away from the, oh, this is the most intimidating structure out there. I, I It seemed safer. It had the only thing I there was only one thing I wanted from the new elimination chamber from the new chamber and they gave it to me. I wanted them to be able to have space to come off the top of the pods Mm -hmm. and use the top of the pods as another way to, you know, incorporate the structure and to do a little bit more high flying. And they gave me that. So I was fine with it. Other than that, I I didn't really notice any difference. Um, I didn't look. I didn't notice that. I I thought there was still steel bars there on the outside. I thought it was still a metal floor on the outside. But I can't. I honestly didn't look close enough to know. So if you say it was a pad, then it looked. Like then it. In, then I'm sure it was. Here's my other complaint, <clears throat> and I'm trying to figure out a way to 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 say it. Uh, you know, I did not like the rule. If I'm in this big structure, I should be able to pin or make someone tap out wherever I am. Uh, why do you have to do it in the ring inside a steel cage? It, 
Yeah, agree. I agree with that. I I was very confused. You know, they're like they have to put them in the ring. I'm like, wait, why? There's no countouts. You're using the cage. Right. Why can't you pin the guy on the? You're still in there. Yeah. yeah, you're even still. You're even still ring high. You're still mat high. You know, you're just a few feet away. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I, uh, I I agree. That's a good. That's a good call. The one thing I didn't like about this match, and overall, I thought it was a good match. It was, it was, it was better than bad. You know what I mean? It was, you know, if fifty percent is the line, you know, it was, it was above fifty percent. It was better. It was, it wasn't bad. It was, it was good. Um, but those, those people that were in that match, the the performers that were in that match, John Cena. AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, these guys that we know can just go for days. That match should have been an hour long. Mm -hmm. It should have went on forever. It felt like they were just rushing through some of the eliminations. Like they were, it it felt like they were racing the clock. That's how it felt to me. Um, And that took away a lot of it for me. The Miz one, and excuse my language, pissed me off. The Miz was the freshest guy in the ring, comes in like gangbusters, tears the house down for the four or five minutes he was in the ring. He gets hit with one AA from a staggered beat down John Cena, gets pinned. Then AJ Styles gets hit with the same AA. No more than 30 seconds later, he kicks out. I, I That irked me. I mean, why make that's because you picked the it irked you because you picked the Miz to no, win. I did. That's why it irked you. I did, but it the also... Miz is a coward and he's a wimp. That's his character. Character. I, he, he's he, a he's a coward and he's a wimp. And he played it well. Well, by the way, I mean the looks and the way he acted in the in the chamber and not coming out. How he didn't want to come out. That was great. Yeah, he didn't want to come out of the pod. I thought it was great. I thought it was great, too. Was I, I think The Miz deserved a better showing. I will give you that. But I I, I know you thought he was going to win. I didn't think for a second he was going to win, and I am not surprised at all uh, the way that he went out, the way that he got eliminated. Did- he pinned Dean Ambrose, mm-hmm. so he, so his character has something to brag about. You know, he's the one that eliminated Dean Ambrose from the Elimination Chamber, and, you know, that's the guy who took his belt away from him, and he can say, look, I'm better than Dean Ambrose. I always have been. I should, he shouldn't have, you know, he stole my title from me. I beat him. I, I proved it again in the Elimination Chamber when I pinned him. So he leaves there with enough to brag about, you know, and, and lose and eating a, a pen. You know, he's can he can make excuses about losing. Uh, you know, he's in there with five guys or whatever. And so I, that other than it going too quickly, uh, th- th- I didn't I don't have any complaints about the way that I don't really have any complaints about the way any of them got eliminated, except for it went too quickly. They all should have been able to fight for longer. The, the, everybody in that match has, has a big enough name that they should have been able to fight for a lot longer and put on they all are capable of putting on a, a, a much better show it just felt like the whole thing was rushed yeah yeah and like i said i would not i'm not mad that the miz lost i'm mad that the miz lost and you got hit with what one maybe two moves and then an aa 
and he was by far the freshest guy by like you know he's only like five minutes out of the pod and all of a sudden one AA right. takes him down and and the next guy kicks out that yeah. was it and you can cure that uh, you can fix a lot of this problems by and build another program where you could have had the Miz and John Cena have a double pin on each other and then you know they both get eliminated they're both mad and then you can spawn them off either to face each other or do whatever you want. But, and you get two guys out right away and you can, you know, justify it. But you're right. There were a couple of times where it's like, you know, at one time they almost had everybody in the, 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 yeah, I think they did. They had everybody in. The Miz was, you know, slow to come out. And then boom, out, you had like three eliminations within five minutes of each other. Just it, it was mind blowing mm-hmm. for me. I, I didn't like the ending. I thought there were some great high spots. Uh, they might have gone to the top of the cage maybe one too many times. It felt like to me. I, I it, it felt a little bit overkill at times. Um, but I was okay with it. I think the spot where they had AJ and Ambrose on top of one of the cage was amazing. Where you know you see mm-hmm. it, it was that was probably. That move, um, I had the triple suplex was all right, but that might have been the moment of the night from there. It was so simple, so great, and you see the streaks of his face against it was good. I liked it. Yep. Yeah. I again, I really have little. I really don't have too many complaints about this match, other than the timing. Other than it went too fast. These guys. They all got eliminated too quickly. Like the the Miz got eliminated too quickly. Dean got eliminated too quickly. They all it was it was too easy to beat every one of them. We all know that if any of them would have been in a singles match with you take any two guys in that match, randomly pluck them out of there, put them in a singles match, and they're going to eat more big moves and kick out and last longer than they did in the chamber tonight. And so that's why that's really my only, my only complaint. What it, it reminded me, there was a match. Oh, now I'm going to draw. I, now I'm going to, um, I'm going to forget what it was, but there was a match earlier in the year that at one of the pay-per-views, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a steel cage or an elimination chamber or anything, but it was, it might've been, I think it was the survivor series match. It was, it was, it was the raw, SmackDown Survivor Series match, four-on-four match, elimination style at Survivor Series. And if you remember, that was the main event of that, and it went like an hour and five minutes Mm -hmm. because you had the top four guys from Raw against the top four guys from SmackDown, and that match went forever, and it was a great match. That's what this could have been. It didn't have to go an hour, but it could have went a lot longer than it did. Um and and yeah, that I was hoping for that Survivor Series type of match, um, not something that looked like they were trying to beat the clock. I I was not upset with the Dean Ambrose pin. I thought that was pretty justified because Baron Corbin gets eliminated first. Then stays. yeah, it was just too soon. That's all. It was yep. just too soon. I didn't mind the way it happened. It just was too early. So Baron Corbin gets eliminated first. Then he just beats up on Dean Ambrose. The Miz the whole time is hiding in the pod. Pops out just to pin the just to pin Ambrose. He does. Now 
I I, mm-hmm. I was a little worried because the Miz starts showboating a little too much, and then there's Bray and Cena in the middle of the ring, and then the kicks were phenomenal. That spot where he's just going back and forth and kicking Bray, kicking Cena, kicking Bray, kick I, I you know. It, yeah, the Daniel I, Bryan kicks. Yep. Yeah, I thought that was great. I thought that was a good spot. It made the Miz look strong. Where we know the Miz didn't really have to look strong. He just had to look opportunist. He, he took full advantage of it. But uh, so let's see here. Uh, as I remember, um, Corbin gets eliminated. Then Dean Ambrose gets eliminated. Then the Miz gets eliminated. And they get yep. Uh-huh. Then, then Cena. Then gets, Cena. Then then a then it comes down to AJ and Bray. That was all right. Uh, although, boy, AJ did not take the sister Abigail good. Yeah, I. It looked awkward and uncomfortable. It didn't look set up. It didn't look timed. It just it uh, it looked messy. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't the. It wasn't the crispest. Uh, it wasn't the the smoothest Sister Abigail we've ever seen, um, and again, it just came too quickly for me. I, mean, I don't mean to be a broken record, but um, it's cool to see Bray Wyatt win. I I question this being the. I, I think Bray deserves it. I'm glad he's the champion. I kind of have not on the same level, but some of the same issues as I do with Naomi. That they this, this story. This story was just born at the Royal Rumble. This hasn't been built up at all. It was just born at the Royal Rumble when Randy Orton won the Royal Rumble. You know, now, oh, well, now Bray's going to win the Elimination Chamber so the two of them can fight at WrestleMania. This hasn't been going on. This hasn't been something building. And um, that's what I think makes for the better WrestleMania matches is when you have a – it's a payoff to a long, built-up storyline. And this storyline hasn't – we're not to that level yet. These two haven't even touched each other yet. So we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm glad for Bray. He deserves to be champion, but um, I just, I feel like they could have done a better job with the setup of all this. And they could have done a better job with who's got the championship. I hate that John Cena just won it and just lost it. You know, the freaking what was it? A two week reign for John Cena. I mean, that's just, ridiculous a two-week reign the the record tying reign was a two-week situation i and, i just hate that kind and of not stuff. to mention you know I, bray there's no way and i would love to see bray walk out of mania with it but i can't see any way that bray survives randy orton really i think that i think that I think this is all to put Bray over. I, I hope it is. I don't think Randy's going to be. What would that mean? Like thirteen? Yeah, but um, isn't isn't Randy Orton one of those guys that that like they they've they've screwed themselves by giving him so many short title reigns that mm-hmm. all of a sudden he's up there as far as like being close to Cena and Flair? Like he I, it, wouldn't it be like thirteen if he were to win again? I mean, is Randy Orton really? A thirteen-time world champion. I think. I think this is all the setup and put Bray over. I think Edge is like eleven-time champion. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And it's Triple H is like fourteen. Yeah, but but I just I can't. Bray has the worst WrestleMania luck. I mean, you go back through and yeah, watch the last couple WrestleManias, and granted, Bray Wyatt's been in the ring with some heavy hitters over the last couple of years, but he's been fed to so many people at WrestleMania, so 
I just I just hope that this isn't the same WrestleMania that we've seen in the past from Bray Wyatt. But we did get a Randy Orton Bray Wyatt stare down at the end of the pay per view. Very short and very weak. If if it were me, I would have had Randy walk up to the up to the cage and stare each other down, and and then you bring it off. But it it seemed very weird. Does that make sense? Like I didn't buy the stare down. Yeah, well, but I don't think they were really supposed to be staring each other down yet because. We don't know for sure. I mean, we know for sure that they're going to wrestle at WrestleMania, but we don't know in storyline. We don't know for sure how the two of them are going to act towards each other. You know, in storyline, it could be a situation where Randy Orton says, hey, Bray, you're the leader of the family. I'm not going to fight you. Of course, we know that's not going to happen, but in but they haven't told that part of the story yet, so... I'm, I'm not surprised that they – I didn't expect them to get nose-to-nose or to really give each other a stare-down because they've got to tell the story now of are we brothers? Are we still in the same family? Or are we – you know, how how does this become – how does this split things up now? What How does – what's the family um, interaction going forward? Yeah, I I get that aspect, but I think having him out there and stare him down tells the story that this isn't going to be friendly because he was out there. If you wanted to keep it a mystery, why even why even have Randy Orton come out? Right. I I kept him back in. You're right. But yeah, I I did. I just never I didn't expect the two of them to go to stare each other nose to nose yet because they've got a. You know Bray's going to come out on SmackDown and expect to not fight. He's going to command Randy Orton to give up his, you know, or command him to lay down for him or something, you know, because you can't challenge Bray's authority in the family, at least if you're going to keep the the Bray Wyatt character the way it has been since its inception – He's the alpha of the family, and nobody dare go. You know, nobody, nobody dare question that. So, in in storyline, and if you're going by that character, you've got to think that Bray's going to come out on on SmackDown and tell Randy to either lay down for him or give up the or give up his opportunity. I mean, he's not going to tolerate somebody from the family challenging him. Here's what I would do. As we wrap this podcast up, and maybe I'll ask you here what you would do, but off the top of my head, fantasy booking, they call me and say, we're lost. We need you to help us go forward. <laughs> they, they set it up perfect where they had in one of the you know clips setting up this feud between the two where they had Bray say, Randy, you're a snake, a serpent. You're untrustworthy. Uh, you know, we know you will turn on us, but you're perfect for this family. I think going forward, I want Bray Wyatt to acknowledge that, you know, you're going to turn on me. I want to turn on you first. And then they and turns on him on, t- on Tuesday yeah. on SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah, I'm OK with that. I'm, I'm OK with that. I, I, I think they're going to drag it out a little bit. I, and I'm OK. I think they- they're going to. And I'm okay yeah. if they do, but my problem is, if you have Bray, you know, asking him to lay down and 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 roll over for him, 
I don't think you're totally true to his, you know, the new face of fear and darkness. And I don't think that that this Bray Wyatt would do that. Does that make, you know, maybe he would, but I just can't see this Bray Wyatt say, you know, ah, I'm not, I don't want to fight you. Just lay down. Oh, I do. I, cause I don't, I don't think he would, I don't think Bray Wyatt, the character tolerates any disobedience. No. I don't think he tolerates any challenge to his authority. And, and so I think he would almost expect Randy Orton to just give up his opportunity to fight him because you don't fight the leader of the family. You don't fight Bray Wyatt. He's the alpha. He's you, the guy. Don't you and think that's as soon as that's challenged, yeah, then then I think Bray will lash out and attack him. I think we'll see I think we'll see Eric Rowan. I think we'll see a situation where Bray sets up Randy and the lights go out and, you know, there's Eric Rowan behind Randy Orton and just, you know, jumps him or whatever. Um, that's what I think is going to happen. And, and I'm okay with that, but I think if you have Bray, you know, saying rollover, I don't think immediately that takes away from the legitimacy of him holding the belt. For for me, I can't buy it. It's it's you're you're now officially having two Kevin Owens. Yeah, but no, I see the the difference is is, is I think he would fight he I don't think he'll back down from a challenge. I don't think he'll run from a fight like Kevin Owens does. I just don't think he's going to tolerate anybody in his family ch- challenging his authority or wanting to unseat him from being the top of the family. I, I think he would fight I think he would I don't think he'd run from a fight, but he would expect his family to always defend him die for him take a bullet for him and do everything they can to help him stay on top because that's how you keep the family on top so i think he would gladly fight anybody else but not tolerate any any challenges to his authority from within the family all right well, we'll 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 expand more as the weeks go on. We have our top ten lists that we do called the tens. Look out for those. We'll have our Raw and SmackDown review weeks and talk about how we would fantasy book it going forward. Uh, before we we promote Tony, I do want to say thank you to everybody who's liked the Facebook page and if you've liked it, tell your friends. That's how the community grows. We went from in one weekend five Facebook friends to like five Facebook likes to like forty. So uh, we we took a big jump, and we really appreciate it as we're starting to roll this podcast out that you guys are starting to come along and go for a ride with us. So we're going to try to be more, you know, I posted a ton of stuff this weekend on there, and I appreciate everybody doing it. Tony, where can people find you? Yeah, we we are we are brand new, and we are just starting to figure it out what people want from us and what you guys want to hear and what you don't want to hear and how you want to interact with us if at all <laughs> so if you know if please follow us on on facebook like us on facebook and follow us on twitter and continue to listen to the podcast wherever you do because 
uh, it's really encouraging just to see, you know, a few people out there uh, coming along for the ride. And as we've we've said on these shows in the past, we're just two guys that we're just two friends that live uh, hundreds of miles away from each other that don't get a chance to hang out and watch wrestling together and, and just like the opportunity to talk about wrestling with each other. And so that's what we're doing. And if anybody wants to come along and talk wrestling with us or listen to what we have to say, it just is, we really appreciate that. And we have, there's no agenda here. Uh, it's just a couple of guys that like wrestling. And if, if you're like that, um, we really appreciate your, the, the, the social media follows and likes and uh, you downloading and listening to the podcast wherever, wherever you find it, which is all over the place, including 971talk.com slash Colombo. My name is Tony Colombo. That my last name is uh, uh, C-O-L-O-M-B-O, all O's in Colombo. 971talk.com slash Colombo. Uh, 971 is the radio station that I work for in St. Louis. And uh, we put every podcast on our radio station's website, on my page on the website. So you can uh, download every episode of Smack Talk Live there. And you can follow me on Twitter at Tony Colombo 971 at Tony Colombo 971 and my partner Dennis Farrell will tell you about where else you can find this fine program you can take it with you on the go on Stitcher and iTunes look for Smack Talk Live or look up Tony Colombo or Dennis Farrell and it'll pop up rate subscribe leave a comment it helps us move up the rankings and the algorithms uh, you go over to the Facebook page, hit like. We really appreciate that. You can follow me on Twitter at Dennis77Farrell, F-A-R-R-E-L-L, and shoot me a Facebook friend request. Tony's not on Facebook, but I am. Uh, Tony, that's the Elimination Chamber. Uh, one word to describe it on your way out. You say one word? One word to describe the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view on, the way, on your way out. Mm, good. I was going to say good enough, <laughs> but that's not one word. So I'll just say, I'll just say good. I I'll give it a grade of, I'll give it a grade of B minus. What I, about you? I will say surprising because I thought it was going to suck. I thought this was going to be a horrible pay-per-view. It surprised me. Uh, I was pleased with it. I'd give it a solid B. Yeah. The important thing is I'm interested to see what's what happens on SmackDown, the next episode. And I feel like that's the ultimate grade of any pay-per-view. If you are compelled to see what the what happens next, then they did their job at least sufficiently at least to a certain level they they've accomplished what they set out to do and so i think they i think they accomplished that tonight tony that's the pay-per-view we're wrapping this up thank you buddy and uh i'll see you this week for a tens and smackdown uh review looking forward to it thanks everybody for uh checking us out and wherever you're listening to us at keep an eye on uh, that channel and we will have another podcast up for you very shortly so for Dennis Farrell I'm Tony Colombo thanks everybody for checking out the Elimination Chamber review 
here on Smack Talk Live. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.